Hi and welcome back. We are here with yet another random encounter. Uh, we are still looking at the Abomination Vaults and we are getting to the point now where you might have to go a little bit deeper. You might <laughs> just have to go a little bit further down to figure out what the heck is going on. But we have a new character and we have a whole host of stuff going on which we did off camera to be deliberately awkward uh so uh the character backgrounds have been shared uh but not to you guys because we well i decided it would be quite nice for it to be a little bit more organic so sometimes these guys are going to say stuff that the people that you guys watching don't know about and that's deliberate but i had a quick set of questions because this idea of character backgrounds, I personally think, is quite important. Um, I am a story. If you if if you've watched the whole thing about story versus meta and whether or not you should have a story based character or a meta based character for your party, I am a very story based person. I think most of us came out as being mostly story based. And of course, if you're going to build a story based character, you need to have a background story, but preferably not one that's seven or eight pages long. Um, how important is it to have a background for your characters, for you individually? And I'll go around. And here's the big question. How do you reveal it? How do you bring it into the game? So I'm going to start with the person who has just had to explain everything about their character to, to, to these guys <laughs> and make sure that it's very clear what the background is. Kess, for you... How important is a character background? How much and how how and what method would you normally use? Having just been kiboshed and railroaded into just explaining it all, how would you normally explain that to your fellow players? Oh, I have to have a background. Um, and in some of our game channels, there's been the last two weeks of me going, oh God, still haven't thought of background. Because I racked up the stats at relatively short notice for last session, well, two, three sessions ago, whatever we are. Yeah, um, But didn't have the story to tie them together. I had some ideas. Um, and I, I did RPGs, then I LARPed, and now I do both. And I have to have a few hooks in the background. A lot of it will come out organically as I go. Um, but I've, I will. I need a sense of key things that happened, a little bit of personality, um, so that I know roughly where I'm going. And then through the role play end of gaming, I'll get to the point where I'll say something and go, "Oh, oh, well, apparently that's what this character thinks. Fine, let's add that to the mental notes then." And that starts to shape where it goes afterwards. Because for me, it is it. I I have listened to the the story um, versus meta one, and I'm pretty much story. I will tweak it for meta, but if I can't come up with a coherent narrative for why my character is doing a thing or learning a thing, I can't play it. Um, it doesn't work. In terms of how to reveal it, um, so I was kind of looking forward to. Um, actually having a role-playing session with that conversation that we did off screen <laughs> rather than um, <laughs> apologies, an apologies. A certain amount of Fine. speed and, and alacrity required yeah. so I will drop hints as I go through um, 
about things the character will do. So I've used a range of spells with this one, including some of the less common ones. And those are hooks, in a sense, for to open up those conversations in game terms. Um, they're useful. I'd have used them. But I'm also aware that it's a an ability for, in those kind of, in the tavern, walking between places, conversations, to go, what was that you did? Um, and to reveal bits that way. And I'm aware that some of that comes from my time on LARP crew, where you're given a couple of sentences to a couple of paragraphs and anything from 15 minutes to a couple of years worth of role-playing comes out of it, depending on how players react. So being able to drop relevant things in to generate conversation and hooks has become second nature from all those hours I spent doing that as part of my leisure time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stop rambling right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, as we go around, I'm I'm looking at my screen and going around anticlockwise. Um, you are you are next in the chain. For you, how much of a background is important? What level of background do you need to write? And then, as I say, what do you do to introduce it to the, your fellow players? Um, it varies, which is a bit of a cop out answer. <laughs> But I, I I liked me to have enough of a enough of an idea that I know who the character is. Um and depending on how much the GM wants to um lock that into various plot elements. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean for for example, the Dark Heresy campaign we were just in, um I had a rough, a rough. My character is this, 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 and this, and then uh, the GM went, "Well, can I pull some of these elements from your backstory, and and run with them?" Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I don't tend to sort of write things out to the nth degree and and over detail it because that's too constraining for a GM. Um. And how that comes out in story, it's 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 pretty organic. Um, I mean, when I was playing my half drow warlock, the first thing that the party knew that my character had a problem with her aunt was we ran into the, the aunt and I threw a fireball at her. <laughs> so yeah, completely organic. It just happens on the moment. Yeah, and um, when I'm GMing, I like to poke my players to how much of what your background is do your do the party know already and how much are you going to especially if it's you guys are starting as a a party who've been together for x number of adventures you know that's that stuff's going to come out but someone can still keep their deep dark secrets deep and dark yeah that's more than fair becky the newest of the newest of the group in terms of role experience um, which, yeah. which, to the best of my knowledge, normally means you either write a lot, as in too much, or write next to nothing. So um, let me guess which one you might be. Go on, guess. You probably write too much. Actually, no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no. In LARP, yes, my backstories to my LARP characters are quite long. I don't expect anyone to read them there for me. But in tabletop, not as long, but... For me, it's really important that I have that because it gives me my motivations 
Um, yeah. so if you remember, we did like the 10 questions. That is enough for me sometimes, but sometimes I write a bit more. Um, and it just helps shape things. But things kind of as they come out during the game, I will normally just make up random stories that my character did or something. Mm. Because I know my motivations, I know her personality. If I make something up on the spot, I can quickly kind of insert that aspect of her into it. So, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and and I think I think you've kind of touched on it. But um, so you you you're you're building your story with your players organically as well. You're trying to 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 do this sort of thing. Um, so JJ, you are the last of these, and I'd imagine we're we're probably going to get a clean sweep of organic explanation. But um... generally speaking, yeah. Um, I I know. I mean, again, having done the, the, the video and done the standalone bits and pieces of our character generation, um, I have a, a loose concept of where my characters start from, um, where, they're, where, they're, where they've been off screen, where they haven't even interacted with potentially other players' characters initially. Um, then the overlap where we had like that, the, the level zero game and the start of stories there. Then you've got the gap years in between. Um, I probably know about 70% of what he did in that in-between, but it leaves space for yes and uh, to, to borrow the improv side of life, which allows people to go, okay, there's a fair chance that there's some overlap in there and gives a, a, a free space to play with. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's got fixed points and some of it is very much up front, um, which helps with this particular kind of character because everything is, is blatantly obvious in some ways. Um, but also it allows a little bit of feeding bits into conversation or feeding bits through through actual gameplay. I think um, I think in general, from from my experience, uh, organic has always been the, the the general way, rather than just sort of here's my background, everybody you can read this and you know all of it, um, which is it, it obviously has its. Um, its advantages in terms of the fact that all this lovely crafted stuff that you've created comes out. Um, I think the the the, the, the obvious downside of organic explanation of your background is you could have this wonderfully rich story and people could be halfway through finding it and then the character's dead. It's like this whole thing that you've been progressing towards people finding out about your character and it's just gone. It's no longer a thing. And and in a lot of cases, I think the downside of this is you sometimes encounter situations where that happens. And actually, um, as train goes shooting past, apologies if that's picked up. Um, <laughs> you, the, the, the obvious downside of this is, you know, people bypass this stuff and it just then it just then disappears, especially if you potentially been trying to tie it into the story and and then it's it's all gone uh one of the one things i do recommend to people is there are other pathfinder podcasts out there one of the biggest ones out there um uh, i'm not going to say the name they don't need the advertising i'm sure pretty much everybody knows about them but they like using a lot of flashbacks to bring character story into the game without the characters necessarily knowing but with the the audience because obviously this is all for audience at this point when you're doing things like flashbacks it's an audience thing it gives the audience all of that story but not necessarily the play not necessarily the characters 
Um, so there's, that's a, that's a potential mechanic for people to think about in their games. I think it is more orientated towards podcasts and, and YouTube and things like that, where you want that story to come out because if people have crafted it, it's a part of your uh, a part of your story. It's part of your um, your stuff. Mm -hmm. But it is quite interesting to try and do it when you're just running a normal game is to let people bring their story out in a way that the characters don't know it but the players do and that can be sometimes quite entertaining in terms of what you guys do at this point and what you have been doing you have been sharing your stories with a new companion in the form of Inbar and having quite a night to relax and recuperate from a rather tricky night for oh, hello uh, for the purpose <laughs> of the uh, mechanics of the evening um, as I've mentioned before we don't do long rests we don't have full healing as it were in this system but considering the fact that they are in a place of rest where there is nothing going to attack them and all the rest of it I have waved it aside a little bit changed the way that my perspective of it is and just said actually for this night when there is no threat you have been able to medicaid use the medicine skill to functionally pick everybody up make sure everybody is healthy make sure what little bit of a rest was necessary uh allows you to get that so for the the spell casters and the people where it matters if you open up your character sheet and uh on that uh, that bar on the um left hand side there's now a little bed icon if you click on that you'll get all your spell slots back um if you can't see it just give me a wave but uh, there is a way of uh, resting so uh yeah if you just um just just very briefly and i'll uh, i'll okay so we've we've sorted out everybody's rests we've found the button we've sorted it all out uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to focus back in again on Atari itself. Um, we are currently resting uh, down at the uh, Rowdy Rockfish. We've had a, a night's rest. The music is back. The bands are back. The, the various bits in the you are woken up in the morning with, with minstrels playing downstairs. Um, the early morning minstrels, the ones that play the nice softer music because people don't want to deal with this when they've got a hangover, especially after undead have been rolling down through the uh, through the hills. Um, so there there is light music, unlike what you are hearing on the uh, on Sirenscape, which is a little bit more um, bouncy and, and happy and um, trying to sort of cheer everybody up. Um, I'll just up the level of the volume on that. There we go. Hopefully you should be able to hear it. At least on the recording. Um, so we have this lovely, lovely bit of um, sort of music coming from downstairs. Smell of freshly cooked fish um, after the platter from last night. Even even with the, the massive amount of fish that you ate last night, you can still smell the spices and the herbs and all the various bits of sauce that have been put on it for a morning breakfast of smoked fish and uh, peppered fish and various other bits and pieces that you can have as an option and they do they do have other things they do have like little bits of sort of egg and and there is bacon and and the like for you for those of you that don't want fish but the the place is known for its fish so so it's it's got a a breakfast, a lunch, and a, a and a nighttime meal uh, 
uh, menu which always includes some level of fish and always has rockfish on it uh, in various different ways. Um, you are you are greeted by uh, the owner of the bar. Um, Brelda is sort of sat downstairs this time, sort of looking an almost slightly dour self, but um, but sat um, moderately sort of away from the bar, allowing her staff to to handle it, and she waves at you as you all come down the steps. Um, uh, good morning, and uh, how are we doing tonight? Or oh, this morning, sorry. How are you all? Right-eyed and, and bushy something, anyway, or at least the badger is. Um, I've got kobolds mining in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's normal for you, isn't it? Uh, maybe once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Nephi just doesn't even respond. She's not, like, looking at anyone. She's just, like, completely out of it. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, surprisingly oh dear. chirpy and sort of wanders over to get some food. Um, yeah, doesn't seem much the worse for wear. As we'll probably be having half a breakfast beer. <laughs> breakfast beer. <laughs> the light. Yeah, I start with breakfast beer. <laughs> yeah. The light of the morning is coming in through the windows. Uh, those of you on breakfast beer desperately trying to deal with the hair of the dog sort of uh, solution slowly but surely managed to uh, get enough alcohol back in your system that you're not feeling dreadful but uh, are also not too drunk to cope with the rest of the day um <clears throat> you uh you can, as i say the light is coming in through the window you can hear people moving around outside there is almost a sense that nothing happened it's all kind of being, it's being dealt with in the way that people deal with problems around here. Somebody else's problem. It'll be somebody else's problem. This is way above my head. I've just got my job to do. But everybody that walks in through the door does stop momentarily to look at the four of you. And then moves on to their uh, various respective um, tables have you ever just looking around looks around the rest of them have you ever got the feeling that you've been volunteered for something you didn't know was an option <laughs> this town does that a lot <laughs> for some reason yeah. they think we're competent boss it's your turn with the ferrets <laughs> I'm not putting... I'm wearing plate. They won't fit down my trousers. I mean, it's half plate. Uh, oh, no. I just... I, why do we have to fix everything? I, Who else is going to? So... Um, yeah, good point. <laughs> the guard I have no argument. <laughs> the guard were kind of so, useful last night, but they weren't really problem solvers. They were problems keeping no. us. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I did notice how they bustled onto the scene once it was all over. At the end, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
So what's the gauntlet? Thing. Just stuff. And apparently teleports spiny, stinky, greasy things into the graveyard. Okay, so you know about as much as I do from last night. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit more. No there was this more. there was, there was an e- evil magic person and mm-hmm. uh, Atari and friends beat the living snot out of her. She's buried under there or something. Yeah, and but I... Go ahead, Daffy. I was going to say, did they ever find her body? I can't remember what was in the story. But yeah, she died in the battle and then uh, the town got called Atari because of one of the adventurers who died who was called Atari, I think. Yeah, sounds about right. What we know a little bit beyond the mythos is... Well, that, that second building we found where we went downstairs with the creepy experimental stuff and her living undead or living creepy thing loving... The doll. <laughs> well, it was the doll. There's a doll. I was talking more about the torture chamber thing where I almost got my face sucked oh, off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten about that thing. Yeah, I had I dropped that out. <laughs> I wish I had. Yeah, that was um, the, 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 the room off the room with the soul transfer machinery. That's mm-hmm. the one. Um, so we know that from that and the paintings that they were kind of involved. Mm. And we know that there's more layers to this because of... Oh, what was his name? That small, annoying individual obsessed with his throne. Um, had a oh. wonderful plan, told us that actually there's a lot more ways down. Yeah. Oh, the one with the really good taste in names like Mr. Bite Bite and Mr. Sting Sting. Yeah, Bite Bite. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was the one. Um, he's not causing a problem, nor are the remnants, bloody and tattered as they are, of his tribe. Um, but he gives a bit of a hint that there is significantly more under the, uh, the Gauntlet Tower. And from the paintings as well, you know, that mouldy stuff we kind of rolled off. There was the painting gallery. Yeah. About, yeah. you know, that we'll get them, we'll do them mischief. Um, the, 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 this the, the one with the, the, the big blue beam and the yeah. thing. The one that the... Gave us, yeah, the, the one that gave us half an hour's Heads up on actually what was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Was the aim to shut the gauntlet down or control it? Well, as in for as us. As everyone's concerned here, shut it down. Yeah. If it's capable of beaming undead things around, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But, but we, worth asking. we haven't found a switch or anything, so we don't know how it's activated at this point. No, oh, we know a part of it's activated. You lick it. Hmm. I did not lick anything. <laughs> okay, you I'm fairly it. sure you did lick something. I put my finger in the blood. I may have then tasted the blood, but I didn't lick the floor where the no, blood. No, licking was. up the blood. Licking up the blood made it eat itself up to the ceiling. Um, yes, and that's then it got exactly how the, it triggered it. Yep. <laughs> And then it became that weird vampiric thing. Yeah. 
basically we've had a very interesting time and I can't wait to drink enough that I forget it all. So I'll be a couple of nights from now. What, yeah. what, what, what clear and useful advice did Rin give you? Mm. Trust in Inva. <laughs> and all okay. will be well. Such a look of horror. <laughs> right. Okay. Also, Inver. Rin was confused oh, that you were drinking beer. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. I feel like we should probably go and speak to Rin and kind of give a full debrief of what we've found because Rin might know a little bit more or be able to align some of that mythos with what we found. That sounds like a plan. Might be worth swinging by Crook's Nook, having a quick conversation. Oh, goody. Breakfast pies rather than breakfast fish. That sounds like a plan. You know what? I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. I like pie. We know. <laughs> and then I just get up and march out, like, with purpose. <laughs> Onwards for pie and glory. She's up a half and goes. So you <laughs> head out of um, the, uh, the rockfish and you turn and you head towards the bridge uh, on which is built the inn uh, called the Crook's Nook. It's a very strange looking building perched on this bridge. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it's not completely unheard of for um, bridges to have buildings put on them. It's, it's one of those sort of things that's, that's relatively common on very large bridges. But this one stands out because it's on its own. Um, it is the only thing that's on this on this bridge, and it stands with a couple of stories, um, which sort of expand out from the, the from the floor below, very much like the old, um, I want to say Edwardian houses, where the, that second floor is bigger mm-hmm. than the first floor, um, and it's got that slight overhang. Um, Elizabethan, just yeah, Elizabethan, and they just seem to keep on getting bigger yeah. as they as they go up. Um, the very first floor uh, is a sort of almost like a winding set of stairs, and you 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 head up. There's nothing really down there. There's like a cloakroom if people really want to drop off their stuff. But as you enter into the onto the actual uh, first floor of this building, not the ground floor, but the first floor, this is the inn proper, and you can tell its reputation is not sort of on complete display but there's some subtleties to this room that that you didn't see in the rockfish a lot of the tables are separated away from each other in little alcove bays rather than being on an open floor areas are tucked away there are hidden little corners here and there behind the bar is a woman that most of you have not seen for a very long time and some of you haven't seen at all it will be a a complete first for you and what i'm going to do is i'm going to show you a picture of them if i can find it uh so where are you there you are so here is the woman that is behind the bar um 
One person, however, does know them quite well. Nephi. This is uh, this is Ying, Ying Yasmira. Um, she, as you are very aware, is the leader of the Osprey Club. An organisation relatively well known and mostly ignored within Atari. This is the Thieves Guild of the town. But they get away with it because part of their code, they do not steal from anybody that comes from Atari. The locals are left alone. This lady looks up from the bar. Ah, Nephi. What brings you here, my dear? Come to tell some tales? Um, Come to what, weave some stories? Ah, breakfast. No, pie. Just pie. <laughs> well, me dears, I can do that. Not a problem, as with always. Willing to serve. You sure you don't want to say anything else, dearie dearie? Heard some little things about what you've been doing. Alright, I guess. I mean, got I've been little, out at the gauntlet. Got a little bit of a bit of a bit for uh, your old friends. I mean, you know, we went on an adventure. We fought some stuff. We killed some things. Things tried to kill us. It was a bit exciting. We found yeah. one of your boats, though. So she was sort of joining in with this with this little little giddy laughs and everything else and just goes and stops and there's a little sort of whiteness so that drain appears in her in their face found one of me boats did you darling interested to find out what there. you're talking about it's still there well yeah that'll be interesting to tell me about what sort of stuff that was don't suppose you seen some of me boys while you were there then? Well, no, that was the thing. We saw the boat, but no people. Well, now as now I'm a bit concerned, you see. Now as I'm a bit worried about what's going on. Hmm. Don't suppose you're planning on going back there, considering your antics from last night. I would imagine you probably want to steer clear. Uh, we were well hmm. i feel like we've been involuntarily volunteered sounds about right for this town. Go back up there. sounds about right for this <laughs> town what exactly have you been volunteered for that's the only question how much have you been told remember remember very nice and simples when you get down to it if you want to make a pretty penny, all you have to do is take make sure those rules and regulations that you've been given, you can turn them and twist them and get what you want out of it. Have you been told what you're doing or have you just been given an idea? That's the thing, dearie. What can you work out from it? Can you make a bit of money from it? I mean, can we, guys, guys, can we make money? Can we get coin out of this? <laughs> I dare say there'll be some... Uh... Salvage to salvage. You've got to say that mm. Yung Ying Masira always, as always, I will tell you that there's always a way of making money out of things. Good money to hey, be made. We might find rid some of things. Unwanted spirits and what have you. Well, 
yeah. maybe, maybe I can see what your lady here is saying. But, but as with all things, getting rid of stuff normally means there's stuff left behind. Has anybody told you you can't keep it? That's the question. Yeah, you see? One's told us that. Always worth keeping that many. Now, you have been telling me there's some boats of mine over there, and I will admit mm. I did indeed send some people up there with a boat. They was looking for somewhere useful to hide some stuff, let's say it that way. Now, Enough said. don't care too much about the things, to be honest with you. They ain't been shipped anyway. Not my problem right now, but... My employees, now that's a different question. Missing some employees, that's not good. Tells you what, I've got a bit of money. Seeing as you're heading back that way anyway to make a bit of money, I can offer you a bit of money. You find my employees, bring them back here. Hmm, bring the living ones back here. There's always a chance, after all. Bring the living ones back here. I will make sure you get some money. What about if they're undead? Do we bring no, them I don't back want or them. Do we lay them I don't want them. Okay. All right. Good bring me, sure. bring me something back to prove that these was undead that and mm -hmm. that you found them. Not a problem. We'll give you the money still. At least I'll know where my employees are. Although I won't be able to do much with them. But if you, you can want bring proof back... of their state, proof of whether their... they're dead, undead, or alive. Uh, well, yeah, indeed. And if they're dead, if they're all dead, mind. If they're all dead. I can probably give you a bit of money, a little bit, maybe 20 gold, just for the group, just spread it around. If, however, you manage to bring any of them back alive, even just one, I'll give you 50 gold. How does that sound? How many are we looking That's for? There were four. I sent four of them. That 50 gold each? No, no. They're alive? 50 gold. Just the 50. I ain't made of money. That's a lot of money. So let's... Okay. Just, just so we're clear, um, if we brought back one, if we found them all four alive, and we brought you back one alive and three proofs of death, we'd get fifty gold. No, right? no, no. Let's put it this way: my employees, my employees will tell me what you do to them. If you end up killing them just for the sake of it, just so you only have to bring one back, they're going to tell me. I ain't going to pay nothing for that. If you're <laughs> okay, the, I'm glad if we're you're, hammering out deal. If you're the cause of death, I tell you what, Neffy, if you trust this one to keep you going you ain't gonna make a penny all right just so you're aware might want to make sure that around people like me she ain't speaking all right now tell you what give her pie she might be quiet there's already pie on the table what are you talking about she can take the pie <laughs> if she wants it. Yeah, and then I much. have to do more pie. I order another pie. <laughs> <laughs> another pie comes out. You do realise you are building quite a tab on these pies, darling. I always have a tab on pies. That's that's my problem. Yeah, you ain't been paid, though. That's the problem at the moment. Yet. Yet. It will be paid. It best be. It best be. Otherwise, taking out your finder's fee, Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. How big is her tab? Just so I know what the rest of us are signing up to. Uh, let me think. She's been uh, she's been going along with these fish cakes for some time, and uh, quite a few of the other bits and pies that I make. I I think she owes How me often? A, she owes me a couple of gold at the moment with her tab. Take that out of her share. That's fine. 
I mean, that seems reasonable to me, reasonable to you. I'm fine with this, no problems whatsoever. Is that all the business? You just came here for a week pie and find out a little bit about my boats? Is that what we're saying? Essentially, because I assume you don't know that much about the Gauntlet I absolutely know nothing other than the fact that other than last night, it's been as dead as, well, dead things. Um, let's... Really then. Yeah, all right. I know some dead things aren't that dead. I didn't mean undead things. I meant dead things. This is, as I say to your nephew, this is why she doesn't talk, all right? Now, um... I push more pie at her. <laughs> <laughs> keeps talking back, going to get herself in trouble. Yeah, she's not local, remember? She's Osprey Target, yeah? Mm-hmm. Moz, you're just about local enough. That's why I've been keeping quiet. Probably a good plan. Like that very much. Right, dearies, what else can I do for you? I think we've probably come to a very quick agreement. Nice and simple. Dead easy to handle. You know what I'm looking for. You know to bring them back. You know not to kill them yourself. Yeah? All right. Clear on that? Good. I have a question. No, no, you don't. Um, okay. No, I do. Well, maybe My you question should think is about... What would I have to pay you? to not be considered a target rather Ooh. than going to the hassle of trying to take stuff off me what would you expect to take from me and can we make a deal that I can then walk the streets in safety from your lot? Bit of protection money is that what we're going for? Well, tell you what I will call it clear if you bring these people back and I'll even still pay you so long as Every single one you find in a breathing condition stays in a breathing condition and you get all of them back. And I will be told. Just Fine. making sure. Alright, nice and simple. We'll uh, we'll clear that one for now. Right, okay then. Well, under which circumstances, I'm not going to hold you back any longer. You eat your pies, you have yourself some fun, and then you go and find my boys, yeah? Yeah. All right. Yes, boss. <laughs> it's been a long time since you've called me that. I know full well that Rin is the one that you really answer to, my dear. But we don't. You're my second boss. I have two bosses. We don't tread on each other's toes. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And Rin's a bit weird, so, you know, each their own. Now, my darlings. I'm going to go get on with the rest of the work here in uh, in my lovely establishment. I trust we will see each other again with a few extra hangers on, eh? All right. Good, good, good. I bid you farewell. And she disappears, just seems to vanish into the tavern somewhere. Into the mist. <laughs> Good to know I just start eating pie. <laughs> Look, pie is good, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually, in, in reality, how much is a pie? Because if I owe a couple of mm. golds worth, how much how many pies have I had? <laughs> They're probably only They're you know a few copper to a silver each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> really, like really. 
Yeah. It's just it's just nephew's Friday night pie frenzy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She did you you weren't told and nephew's keeping it very quiet that this is only since three days ago. Um Yeah. (laughs) I paid it off before that because I was cut off. It's it's pie sweats, isn't it? You just get just get mad once yeah. you go in. And, and to be brutally fair, sweat. they are very, very, very nice um, pies in a variety of different forms. There's there's fruit pies, there's meat pies, there's fish pies, there's whole gamuts of different combinations. Um, and each one that you're given these these sort of breakfast pies, which have like egg and and bacon and and the like in them, or fresh fruit if you if you want a fruit sort of thing, they are perfectly made. Appreciate skill. Mhm. Mhm. So most of them say carefully and put it in my pack. <laughs> Does Invar notice? Well, this, this, this <laughs> sneaky about it. <laughs> I've been sneaky. What do you guys want to do? Um, well, Moz's reason for being here was to start that conversation and get that bit of information that we've now got confirmed, basically. I was here for the pies. Fed up with fresh. That's fair. We go to Rin, or we do we just probably, head back? We should probably go to Rin, so that mm-hmm. Rin, Rin can Hi. meet Rin at us. So you you head round town. You head up to where uh, Rin's shop is, um, sort of dragging Inver along, who's kind of following you guys around. Um, Invo, is that is there anything else that Invo wants to do, or are you? I'm happy enough to go and see Ren. Um, yeah, appear to have got myself into dealing with whatever these guys are going to do next. <laughs> so, there's that you all arrive at the odd shop once more, it's open roof. Nothing really there. Um, Inver, you realise that since the last time you've you you were here, the shop has sort of um, changed quite a bit. So Rin's only been here for um, a little while. You you know Rin from other towns, other places. She used to be in Absalom to start with, um, and the odd time that you have been here, sort of just passing through. Rin's shop has slowly but surely changed its shape. It used to be a, a tower-type construction, and she slowly but surely removed the roof, and some of the stuff that was inside is now arranged outside in various sorts of bits and pieces that cover it from the weather. Um, it's a bric-a-brac shop. It's full of weird oddities and, and the like, but um, it's definitely different from the Rin that you kind of remember, certainly in, in Absalom when you first met her. Um, but she's still that lovely looking elf with her infernal heritage horns and her tail and this long red robe that she wears over the top of it. Inva, darling, it's so good to see you. Such different circumstances. Indeed, indeed. I'm sorry about the letter. It was the only way I could quickly get you here. 
It found me. How you do that, I shall never know. Uh, it is a skill. I will accept that. It is a very, very strange skill. The stars tell me. Stars tell me where to send them, and they arrive. So, so far, I've met these people, had a fight with some undead, mm-hmm. offered some protection money to the local racketeer. What exactly am I here for? <laughs> Always a good question. Never a good answer. I am sorry. I know you need to be here. That is all I can say. But the gaunt light, the gaunt light shone very bright last night. We have now seen what yeah. it can do. But there is an interesting thing for all of you. The gaunt light is now off. It is no longer glowing. And yet, whatever this thing was, and however it works, I do not believe it is anything these three new companions of yours had anything to do with, which means that there is something below. There is something that controlled it. And that is a very... Very troublesome thought. Why now? What do you know about why it's happening now? I can only have one guess. The tower itself was designed by Belcora, and from what little I know, she wished great pain on a number of people. Her body was never found, if I remember rightly, from the conversation. A great explosion ripped apart section of the upper level. She and Otari were never found. Hmm. And mm, I have an interesting question. Is the return of the light the cause of what is going on, or is what is going on the cause of the light being turned on? Well, can it be both? From my planar heritage, what do I know about that, if anything? Do I have um, thoughts on what it might be? The light, the gaunt light itself with the information that you were given about the paintings and everything else like that sounds like less a planar thing and more a sorcery invention of some sort of combination of conjuration magic or something of that nature it certainly makes you think of like a a a directable summon Raising the dead usually requires power. Mm-hmm. Doesn't generate it, right? Um, the problem is, realistically, you just saw the result. You didn't mm. see what it was, where it was coming from, and certainly, to an extent, the big thing that kind of gets in the way, really, is 
what descriptions you got and obviously what the the other three know already having been there is this energy that was in the tower seemed to be coming from somewhere underneath it hmm. one way or another we're going down mm. aye the the Fellas clan was pushed up from whatever was coming up from underground. So there is something active downstairs. So we're definitely going down to find out what that is. And whether or not it's linked into how often this thing goes off. Or if it's linked into the fact that it does go off. And why it's going off now. Has it gone off it's... before? Yeah, I was about Recently. to ask that. Well, there's that painting that quite visibly demonstrated a whole bunch of stuff going down a, a blue light. So if it hasn't gone off before, then it was planned to. My studies of history say that this is new. This is not happening. I'll figure it out to turn it on. This has never happened before. Oh, hey. Something's changed. And it's changed underground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How often with undead lore, um, how often, how likely are undead to just spontaneously rise? Uh, with undead lore um, and just general basic knowledge, um, what's your undead lore at? Trained plus six. Uh, you are well aware that undead cannot naturally rise of their own accord. There is always something involved. Yeah. Now that could be inherently in the area. That could be a person. It could be a creature. It could just be a magic item in and of itself that's buried in the ground. Um, but there is always something. Oh yeah, so, something is directing this thing to be creepy, and is being directed to be creepy over here. Mm -hmm. I've got haunt and shadow plane. I suspect haunts more relevant. Is there anything here that makes it look or feel like it's a haunt or related to? What's your bonus on that? Plus six on both. So haunts are very specific. Haunts, rather than being undead creatures, are more like undead echoes. Of something that mm -hmm. might have been there before or similar um you've listened to them tell the sort of tales of the things that they've met um while they've been wandering around some of it has struck you as being maybe being individually a haunt of some some type um they told a little tale of um Room. uh kobolds appearing out of uh, a rubble um and scaring everybody out of the room and that that definitely struck you as a haunt when you when you thought about it <laughs> but the rest of it it doesn't seem like one big haunt it seems like the haunt might have been just mm -hmm. an addition to what was already there mm -hmm. okay Hmm. 
what do the stars tell you about what happens next, Rune? They are very confusing. Sometimes... Sometimes they show great destruction. Other times... Other times they show the town prospering. Things not really changing much. But in every situation there is always something consistent. Four heroes. Not always easy to see who they are. But there are always four. And at the end of a great trail they face an evil that has not been seen for hundreds of years. But I cannot tell you what that evil is. Nor can I tell you who the four heroes are. I feel I have picked as many people as I can that could fit into that four, and I'm sure there is always the opportunity that somebody will be found along the way. It is hazy. The number four always seems to be the most prominent, but it is not the only number. It is always around four, though. It is comforting to know that some things haven't changed, Ren. Yeah, the stars are the way they are. I do not think I could ever change them, but I still love watching them. <clears throat> so, seems like we definitely need to go downstairs then, back up there. Mm-hmm. Might be worth seeing if we need to pick anything up before we do. That's what I was about to ask. Like, is there any like tickly healing or anything? Mm, wait for that. Okay, it's been a while. Brewers, smithies. There's definitely a smithy in town. There are brewers in town. Um, there are a number of different shops in the in the area that you could easily sort of venture into. Uh, it's entirely open for you to investigate and have a look around. You also have a few bits and pieces that you picked up as you've been wandering. Yeah. Um, not, yeah. not a lot, because mostly it was ragged little rubbish things on the, the mitflits. Mm -hmm. um, but you do have a couple of bits and pieces in your gold bag that might be... In your gold bag, in your loot bag, that might be of use. My bag. I also have, I can't remember when or how I got them, but I found a gold tooth, a shard of jade, and a succubi statue. Yes, you have. The <laughs> statue was down. Don't know what they're worth. The... <laughs> yep, the little bits and pieces that you, you found, um, mm -hmm. I think, as you went down. Um, I will have to dig out the, the value yeah. of those. Um, but uh, yeah, um, what we'll what we're actually probably going to do at that point, if we're if we're looking and thinking about going shopping, is we might just <laughs> say with fifty five minutes already recorded of this episode, um, completely free of encounters and just general role play and chattiness, what we might do is just look at ending it there. We'll get the money uh, all added up. Uh, how much cash you guys have got we'll do a little bit of shopping uh, off air as it were potentially do it via our uh, 
community channels and, and sending messages backwards and forwards about what people might want to buy. Um, but we will we will stop there. We'll call this one here. Nice shorter episode uh, and get all of that money stuff out of the way. And when we return, um, I will uh, put these guys back in the gauntlet at one of the sets of stairs going down. We can have another discussion about which set you want to go to. If you want to have another go at that uh, the maggot or if you want to try no. somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> That's one vote already sorted. Um, <laughs> and we will we'll pick it up there in the next one. So for the time being, uh, I'm going to say goodnight to everybody. Uh, I hope you have all enjoyed what we have done this evening. And we'll see you on the next Random Encounter. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.